second hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you today. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us. We appreciate you. Brewers get a win. Nice. Three and one on the season. And, man, were the fireworks going off at American Family Field yesterday, which was just awesome to see. And in addition to that, you had, uh, obviously, uh, you know, big game last night, UConn getting a win. And uh, what is that, their fifth national title since 1999, Ben, if I'm not mistaken? Is that the, what I read? It's the third since they won with Kemba. It's just man. So it might be three. Okay. I know Jim Calhoun won one or a couple. The fifth, yeah, okay, yeah. Pac fan says the fifth since 1999. Oof. They are the uh, come, you know, blue blood come lately. We talked about no Kansas, no Kentucky, no North Carolina, no Duke, no UCLA. Some of those, quote, blue bloods that are uh, Indiana, you know, Indiana basketball and such. But, uh, but man, uh, oof. UConn has kind of knocked that door down for what they've been able to accomplish big time. So congratulations to UConn uh, for getting that win. Uh, 877-867-1670. Going back to the Carter thing, uh, Jalen Carter has, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the prospect coming into the NFL draft that had some legal trouble, made the police blotters for all the wrong reasons um, while he was at the Combine but was supposedly one of the top three to four players in this draft, maybe the top player in the draft, really. But his stock has, at least according to some, has fallen. See, my thing is, if I was going to take him before, he came into the combine, he was, what did you say, Ben? He was like 20 pounds overweight, right? No, that was his pro day. The combine, he, pro day. Okay. he didn't work out at the combine. And right before he was about to do media, is when the new piece of the story dropped from January right. from the okay. from the accident um, in Georgia. But yeah, and then he, he came to his pro in. day way overweight and struggled to finish some of the drills. Right, he came into his so it was his pro day, but he came in overweight. They have questioned his work ethic. They have questioned his character, and for all intents and purposes, I mean, he's a hell of a player. But you always wonder when guys are about to come in the money if they just kind of coast. And that raises red flags for teams. And so he has basically stated, you know, in this this way of we're not talking to anybody outside of the top ten. Well, the other thing to consider is if there will be trades for teams to go into the top ten, you'd be kind of foolish not to talk to teams outside of the top ten that have an interest in you. So I, you know, I, I guess if you want to full, again, it just, it's not a good look. It's another red flag. And for as much as I would love to see this guy, you know, sit alongside Kenny Clark and Avante Wyatt, uh, I'm starting to get a lot of reservations. We've seen guys try to dictate and manipulate themselves in the draft. And when they've done that, they've wanted to control of everything, and they think they're fantastic. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. And Rosenhaus, you know, the infamous next question, you know, the, uh, the, the press conference held in the driveway of Terrell Owens as he sat out there and did sit-ups. 
Um, Drew Rosenhaus uh, is a tremendous agent, but there are times where he gets out over his skis as well with big-time names and or players, and it, it, it just turns out to be detrimental. And it's a lot of hoopla. It's a lot of circus. It's a lot of, you know, put up the, the giant tent, come and look at us. But the substance is far drowned out by the hoopla. And you just got to start, you're starting to wonder, okay, is Jalen Carter even, is, is, is he even going to be that good with all of this going on? I got to kind of wonder about it a little bit. Um, I know there's a lot of, you know, questions as to where he's going to go. As a matter of fact, I was looking at some of the, uh, some of the mock draft stuff, and, which I find funny. Uh, you know, today was the big, big drop of Todd McShay, the fourth uh, mock draft. Well, that's great. In other words, he's, you know, I get it. Some teams have signed players, so maybe the needs aren't the same, but it's like all these, suddenly there's all these trades and all this movement and this and that, and this is what's going on, and it never turns out to be right. Um, but the the latest mock draft, uh, by the way, it has Packers taking Miles Murphy, the defensive end out of Clemson, which I would not hate. I would not hate that if that actually happened. But... Um, Jalen Carter, they have him now going fifth to Seattle. Seattle getting that pick from Denver. Seattle will be an interesting spot here. John Schneider, Coach Pete Carroll would have some difficult questions to answer. How high are they on Levis? And could they take advantage of the draft by selecting a quarterback for the future? But does Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson make sense considering the edge rusher need right now? Uh, But then they have him taking Jalen Carter, uh, number five overall. Has Jalen Carter just went from, like, the top player in the draft, albeit not the top player selected, but the top two or three, to a guy that was out of the top 15, to now a guy that's now back at number five? Has he moved around that much, Ben, in your eyes, considering that there weren't charges filed or there wasn't um, uh, any kind of jail term that was suggested? It was just they brought him in, they charged him, and they basically let him go. I don't think he ever fell out of the top five to ten. Yeah. The only thing yet, that's really pushed him down is quarterbacks, which always happens. You always have a great right. defender if there's a good quarterback class move down. But, I, I mean, the pro day stuff happened a month ago, two months ago. And, yeah, people have raised red flags. I think this is why you have somebody in the organization that would go down to Georgia, talk with the people, see what's going on in terms of the driving and and the other problems he's had the the pro day i i don't know i don't know why he even did his pro day if he was that overweight i would question who advised him to do it but i go back to watching him on the football field which i still think matters more than the other stuff and i mean he was the best player in college football by a long shot Mm -hmm. so yeah i um he's he's a hell of a player but then you start to wonder how good is he commitment-wise. And, and, again, the NFL is a different animal. And when I was – I sat down one day and I was talking to B.J. Raji. And B.J. Raji really kind of gave me this incredible explanation, which it's always stuck with me. And he, he was actually sitting with Ryan Pickett at the time. Mm-hmm. And he had said, you know, when you're in college and you're a dominant player, You've got quick feet. You're quicker than just about everybody across from you. 
you've got strong hands, strong upper body, you've got this good move, you know, a move that a lot of guys can't, you know, can't stop. And he said, man, when you get to the NFL, you better have not one good move. You better have 36 to 40 good moves. And he said, because everybody's already seen your best move when you get here. And when he said, as you get to the show, when you get to the show, everybody's already seen your best move. They've seen it from somebody else. So you got to have a move that's got to be accentuated and then another move and another move and another move and another move. And that's where guys get screwed up was they, they come in thinking that they're all that because they've had, they've had it easy. They've only had maybe one or two guys in their career. That's really giving them trouble. Everybody else, they pretty much dominated. But when you get to the NFL, everybody is NFL caliber. Even guys sitting on the bench are NFL caliber. And, yeah, you're going to probably beat a couple of guys, but instead of beating every guy but two, now you're going to beat two guys out of the 17 guys you're going to face. And it just it's a it's a whole different animal. So I just I wonder where the commitment is. And I, I don't know, Jalen Carter, I couldn't tell you. But when you go back to the, the the obvious, you know, character issues off the field and then coming into the pro day overweight, coming into the pro day and not being really able to complete some of the tasks at hand or barely completing them and being winded and such, you start to go, okay, does this guy get it that he's about to go into the NFL and not only does he have to work, but he's got to work twice as hard to be successful? You, you're just not going to come in as Jalen Carter and go, I'm Jalen Carter, I'm here. Because most of the guys in the NFL are just chomping at the bit to slap you upside the head and say, no, Rook, you're not going to get us. So I, I, that's where I would start. I mean, like I said, I've said all along, I would love to see him fall to the Green Bay Packers. And then the more I read about the guy, I'm kind of like, maybe not. Maybe it might be a blessing in disguise if somebody takes him early. Somebody grabs that guy, you know, love to see Chicago get him, you know? And it just turns out to be just a horrific bust. Somebody says, is the Albert Hainsworth 2.0? Mike says, I predict a bust. I, I'm i starting to lean in that direction. The more he says and the more people that are talking about him and some of the, some of the, some of the issues, I'm kind of leaning in that direction. That when you're trying to dictate everything rather than just letting your talent speak for itself and then wherever you don't go, put a chip on your shoulder and make yourself better than what they have, Rather than telling everybody how, I've always said, you don't have to tell people how great you are. They'll know. They'll know. People know how great you are. Or not. 877-867-1670. I'm all in on him, for the record. Are are you all in on him? Oh, if he's there at 15, it's the easy pick. I mean, not to mention it being, in my opinion, probably the weakest position group. On the team. You know, I'll, I'll say this. When I say it makes it easy if somebody grabs him ahead of time, it's because I don't want to have that decision because I would take him if he was there. A hundred percent. If somebody makes that decision for you, it makes it easy. But it would be hard to pass him up with what you've seen on the field and know that there are work ethic and or character issues that you're going to have to deal with. And if those outweigh mentally – the ability to work and have work ethic in the NFL, oof, that's that's not good. Well, you do have some of his former Georgia teammates there. 
I don't know right. how much that means, but it, it can't hurt. And no. then again, I'm no, sure. Devontae, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker both work with this guy. And they Stokes know. as well. Yeah, and Stokes. I forgot about Stokes. Um, and, and I'm sure the Packers have people that would go down and do the background check. The work ethic on the field, the football part, I'm not concerned about. Mm-hmm. It's aside from that. But again, when we mention guys that maybe have gotten into driving-related troubles or other problems off the field along those lines, Green Bay is an objectively better place for them than Las Vegas or right. some of the other places. So it could be a factor where you say, okay, it's there isn't as much trouble to find, if you will. And I don't mean that yeah. as a as a slight on anything. Like like objectively, you look no, at people. People have said it for a long time. If you're going to go someplace and take away all the temptation or the majority of it, Green Bay uh, is probably going to be it. Which has so, to help when it comes in to my the opinion. NFL. Uh, you would hope. Plus, you're a very, very big, big, big fish in a small pond, very recognizable. So you don't want to do anything stupid. All that has been it, the problems that have arisen are driving way too fast related. Mm-hmm. And apparently. The chatter around Georgia is this has been something that has happened more constantly than just that one instance right? on the team as a whole. So it would be that. And yeah, I don't and know. And now, in that sense, you've had a person die. So I think that is now right. <laughs> that it, you hate to have it become something that they, quote, crack down on. But you've had a person die now. And I think that there is going to be a uh, um, a. a a consensus of crackdown on that kind of behavior. I would agree with you. Right, and that's on Kirby Smart, and that's objectively tougher than in the pros. I don't -hmm. know how contracts are written, but I'm sure there can be something there. Uh, Maybe not coming out of the draft, because that money is kind of uniform. Didn't he lie to the police at the the scene, too? He lied to the police about what was going on. Now, he lied because, from what I understand, he lied. I mean, obviously, he'd, he'd been doing something illegal, so he lied not to get in trouble. But didn't he, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he, what wasn't part of the problem was that he lied to the police at the scene? I think so. I don't know for sure. That would okay. have to be something I go back through the story. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to say that, that for part sure. Of it too. Um, 877-867-1670. Go ahead, Ben. But in the NFL, like the, the contracts and the money for the first-round picks are pretty uniform. But I'm sure that could be something that's worked out because they're now professionals to say, okay, like you're on the team, but we have a no tolerance policy when it comes to this. And I'm sure they could write something in to say, if you get caught doing this again, then sure. Yeah. It's much easier to crack down in that way than it is in college. Right. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at quick trip. And, uh, you know, I love me some quick trip, quick trip right now. They've got quick trip milk, a uh, two ninety nine a gallon limit three right now. Limit three. They have the chicken. Oh my goodness. They have that chicken. Somebody uh, yesterday had, uh, I was uh, out at, uh, I was coming on my way home, and I had stopped in the Quick Trip down uh, off of uh, Moreland Boulevard, and somebody walked past me with a big thing of that crispy chicken. Oh, God, it just smelled so good. I didn't have it last night, but it did smell so good and made my mouth water. Kristen gets it for her kids all the time. As a matter of fact, if you have kids and the kids like chicken tenders, ooh, that's the way to go. Quick Trip Chicken is just absolutely fantastic. No matter what, use your Quick Rewards card. Quick Trip is the place to go. And as they always say, we'll see you next time. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. When uh, this house that I'm in now, uh, when I was looking for it, I went to a guy named Mikey Whitcomb, and Mikey became a really good friend. We uh, ride together. He's a motorcyclist. Uh, works a lot with veterans and such, but uh, with Exit Realty, uh, he did a fantastic job. And I went through a ton of houses before I landed on this one. So uh, if you're looking for somebody that has patience, that will continue to hunt, is kind of like uh, that dog, D-A-double-G, dog. Uh, that's Mikey, a uh, really good guy, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. That's Mikey Whitcomb, Exit Realty, Exit Realty. And if you're especially this time of year when people start thinking about curb appeal and such, and they start going, yeah, maybe that's a nice house. Maybe wouldn't mind moving to that neighborhood. Uh, he's the guy to call. Again, if you're anywhere in uh, the five, six, seven county area uh, of the Milwaukee area, Mikey Whitcomb, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976 in Exit Realty. So, um uh, 877-867-1670, by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, the phone lines are wide open. Uh, everybody's got a mock draft. I think the consensus now, Ben, is that C.J. Stroud is going to be the number one overall pick going to Carolina, correct? That's what I see, and that's what I agree I, with. I don't think anybody has Bryce Young going ahead of uh, C.J. Stroud at this point. I don't think anybody does. I think C.J. Stroud's the number one overall. So Houston and yeah, go ahead. A lot of mocks are obviously what they would want pl- the teams to take if they were the GMs, but most right. of them are based on information. Most of them are based on what GMs you, are telling them, assume. whether it's yeah. smokescreen information or whether it's that, true information. There you go. Because Ted Thompson didn't give out Jack. Ted Thompson would tell you exactly the opposite. Uh, remember the uh, the Reggie Bush were you here when uh, the – or do you remember when the rumors began to float hot and heavy? I mean, I, we even started to hear the confirmation of it myself, and there was a couple of the reporters uh, that said, yeah, that uh, we believe the Reggie Bush deal is going to happen. And I remember I was on my way to Green Bay to do the first round of the NFL draft because we always did a draft show inside the atrium when I worked for the network. And we were on our way to Green Bay, and I got a call that said, hey, I think this is going to happen. It was somebody – with the Packers. And I said, really? I, it's just so out of the norm of Ted Thompson. They said, no, that I, they think he's going to take this flyer. And, uh, and it was total crap. It was total crap. And they never did. They never did take Reggie Bush. So when you say that general managers begin to put out the smoke screen, <laughs> big time. They will, they will tell you, they'll give you a little wink and a nod. What you watch is what teams, who teams talk to. Who teams talk to? And then there are some general managers who already know their scouting department has already found out a lot about the particular player that maybe they have an interest in, and they stay away. They don't even talk to that guy. I can't tell you how many times you've heard guys say, no, they didn't even talk to me. I was surprised. They didn't even talk to me. Teams will purposefully stay away from guys, not interview them, just because they don't want to raise the red flag of a of a competitor that they possibly could be going in that direction. So, um. I, I think a lot of it is information. It is kind of the actions of teams, who they're talking to, what their needs are. It's all based. It's maybe a uh, the, the three-ring circus is what, where, you know, the picks come from. But uh, but I think everybody's consensus at this point at least says that C.J. Stroud is going to be a Carolina Panther. So that's first and foremost. After that, I, I think it's somewhat of a crapshoot. Bryce Young, I mean, obviously they need a, a quarterback down in Houston. 
So you would assume Bryce Young being the next best quarterback in this draft uh, would end up going to Houston. And after that, is it going to be Anthony Richardson? Uh, you know, does he go off the board right away, or is it going to be somebody else? Um, you know, there's talk about, you know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson being the top two or three. And then uh, you've got uh, the uh, the edge rusher, Will Anderson. Uh, you've got uh, Jalen Carter, who we talked about. You've got uh, Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of out of Oregon. So you got a lot of different guys that, you know, kind of you start to throw the dart at the dartboard and find the needs of particular players. Uh, and then where does it go from there? So they've actually uh, – I see the NFL draft that you sent me actually has – uh, the Bears at number nine getting uh, behind Robinson, uh, the, the Texas running back, who's coming out. And then uh, maybe the Minnesota Vikings going after Will Levis, uh, the uh, quarterback out of Kentucky. Who was the other quarterback that came out of Kentucky some time ago? God, I can't remember off the top of my head. He was supposed to be fantastic, too. I don't, I'm sorry, but I don't trust a whole lot coming out of Kentucky. The last good thing that came out of Kentucky, I think, was what? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb came out of Kentucky, and he made a big debut. I'll never forget him. It was the opening kickoff of the season, you know, against the New Orleans Saints right after the Packers had won the Super Bowl, and he ran it back for a touchdown. The place went nuts. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So in one mock draft, uh, they have Paris Johnson um, out of Ohio State, the big offensive tackle going to the Green Bay Packers. And in another mock draft, which is the Todd McShay side of things, they have the Packers taking Miles Murphy, the big defensive end out of Clemson, which is more of a need, depending on how you look at him. Um, they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Will Levis. Uh, there's Joey Porter Jr., the quarter out of the corner out of uh, Penn State, uh, Broderick Jones, the big offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, just depends on who you read. A different mock draft as well when you look at uh, our lads scouting service. Our lads, too, has a different mock draft and have the Packers taking somebody different. So it's not an exact science, I'll tell you that. And uh, um, we, we can talk about all the players that you may or may not want. I have finally started to study them more often than not. But uh, And this week is a big week. As a matter of fact, tonight I'm going to be working upstairs, as I had mentioned, in the studio uh, and one of the things I'm going to do is start to turn on some of the some of the YouTube stuff that I've kind of accumulated for some of these guys coming into the draft for at least the first round. So uh, we'll have a better handle on it uh, throughout the week. But, yeah, there's nobody that's got it all down to a science, you know. Um, Packer uh, Packer K598 says it's a damn shame this Carter kid gets all hit this hype and pub and the young you lost your life because of his BS. That's what I said. It's It's – now, they were both racing. It's not as if, you know, he did anything, you know. Uh, Scott says the only good thing from Kentucky is bourbon. <laughs> right? Well, you got the Derby. The Kentucky Derby is always a great spectacle, you know. Tyler Hero, things of that nature. Tyler Hero. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> from, from Wisconsin to Kentucky. Tyler Hero. Um. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not as if he ran them off the road. It was just that they were racing. So, I, you know, you can only take so much responsibility for yourself. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, oh, there was last night, uh, I, did, I don't know if you saw this, but last night, yep, uh, UConn spokesperson tells the, 
tells uh, different outlets, including TMZ Sports, 15 people, most of whom are UConn students, were arrested, charged, charged during the chaotic celebration. I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, the vandalism primarily consisted of broken light poles in the center of campus, uh, broken glass and windows, some nearby buildings and a student union door, a vehicle turned over, a fire set and trash dumpster, dumpsters on wooden benches, uh, UConn facilities operations crews were on the campus overnight and into this morning trying to clean up all the damage. What is it about celebrations that just turn into this this run amok dumbassery? I have no I, I, I don't have any idea what would prompt you to say our team won, yay, take a brick and smash out a window. I have I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Nobody cares what I think, but I, Ben, have you ever wanted to celebrate and smash windows? Not the smash window part, no. You know, flipped over a car. Haven't done that. You know, you know, burnt, set dumpsters on fire and, and thrown them down the street. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't want to indicate my, uh, I don't know the word. I don't want to implicate myself. There's the word. Uh, in any crimes, but I, I have been there in Philadelphia when celebratory moments have happened. I've seen some of these things happen. I don't understand it. Right. But it's all it's often the action of a few idiots that overshadows the not very bad acting of many. They took a lamppost, broke it down, and then proceeded to smash the doors with the base of it with some fat guy with no shirt on through the doors of the student union. And then once they did it, it wasn't like they were trying to get in to go celebrate. They just celebrated smashing the doors. I I just never, I never got it. I never understood it. And maybe, I, I don't know. I just, just not, uh, I, just not my thing, I guess, but oh, well, just the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest thing ever. All right, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, a lot more to get to. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Uh, right? Mark says, uh, look, you can't fix stupid. You just can't. Our friends Kane and Kane Jewelers uh, out there, Andy Kane and the whole staff, they want to rock your world. They're located in West Bend. Kane Jewelry, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. Him and his wife, Jen, and their entire staff, they're great people. But you got a gift. You got uh, something that's coming up for a confirmation. You got something that's coming up for First Communion. You got something that's coming up for a wedding. You're going to do some engagement. Spring is in the air. Who knows? Or you just got somebody's birthday gift uh, or an anniversary gift right around the corner. That's the way to go. And if you go to their website, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. Go to the bottom of the page, and there's Buy Like a Guy, and boop, you click on it. And uh, Andy does a, a podcast of, you know, everything from buying jewelry and diamonds and all that kind of stuff to, uh, you know, bourbons and whiskeys. I mean, just whatever topical things happen. But uh, the Buy Like a Guy podcast is pretty good. Check out our friends at Kane Jewelry. It is worth the drive to West Bend where service and you come first. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continuing on. 
entertainment coming up this weekend down at Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And I had a couple of people went there uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, Trent and his dad, they, uh, they took the day off. They did not go uh, down to American Family Field. He said uh, they ended up going to downtown Waukesha. They walked a couple of, uh, couple of bars and ended up stopping in to Nice Ash. He said all the TVs were on the Brewers game, sat back, relaxed, had, a, my, had myself a nice bourbon, and uh, watched the Brewers. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Good stuff. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com and everything that they have to offer. Good stuff. Uh, coming up here after the top of the hour, uh, we're going to be uh, talking to Chad Reuter. He is uh, going to be joining us from the NFL uh, or NFL.com. Going to talk with him about the NFL mock draft that he has. That's coming up. He's one of the draft analysts. We'll talk with him about Jalen Carter. We'll talk with him about you know, who the Packers may end up going after, why so many people are saying C.J. Stroud is by far the number one. If Bryce Young was taller, would he be the number one? We'll get into all of that coming up uh, just after the top of the hour, so stay tuned. Again, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Uh, John says, Carter wasn't charged with fatality. As far as we know, the crime was drag racing and possibly drinking. If he caused the fatality, then it's a different story. Um, the Yeah, he, he, was, he wasn't charged with the death. He was charged with racing, lying to police, I think. And, you know, uh, it was a misdemeanor. It wasn't felonies. There were no felonies attached to that. So uh, that was one of the... Um, that was one of the things that immediately came out that, you know, hey, it's, you know, while it's not great, don't get me wrong, it's it's not something that would be ideal, but he was not charged with the felonies. He was only charged with misdemeanors. So, and yeah, a tragedy did occur while, you know, he was doing something directly related to that. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from John. John says, uh, hey, guys, uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers saga has worn on me to the point where I just can't stand him anymore. Do you get the sense that people are disliking Rodgers now because of all of this? Uh, I said that yesterday. I said that yesterday. That is, I think there's a lot of people that just say, hey, live and let live. Rodgers is, you know, when he's gone, he's gone. You know, when it happens, it happens, and you thank him for what he's done. And I, I, I stand in that, in that, uh, in that circle. Uh, at doing my job now, you do look at it as, on one hand, it is stuff to talk about. On the other hand, it can be fatiguing. Um, you just got to kind of balance that. But again, we—he's the one that goes on the McAfee show and puts it all out there for everybody to dissect. He's very, very pointed at what he says and how he says it, says it and why he says things. So there's always meaning behind things. Uh, we know that after, you know, him being here now for since 2008. So we understand all of that. So, but to, to say that people hate him, no, nah, I don't think they hate him. I think they just they hate the situation. I think they hate the circumstance. You know. Um, this one is from Brett, who says the Masters pairings are now out, and uh, Liv and PGA guys are in the mix. And uh, Ben, now the dinner is tonight. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. I think so. Yeah, I think the dinner is tonight. Yeah, so you got the champions dinner tonight, and there will be a mix. There will be guys. Now I, I was I was watching live from the Masters this morning, and they were saying that. 
some of the old guys, the Gary players of the world, may take the shot. They may take. They may throw the needles. But for the most part, most guys have been relatively upstanding, and they know that's not the place to get into it. It's there's a there's a respect for the Masters. There's a respect for Augusta. You don't start airing dirty laundry at the Masters. You know, you do it in other areas, but not at the Masters. It's kind of like you, you know, there's a lot of places to fight, but you don't fight around one of the Holy Lands, and that's one of the Holy Lands, you know. So um, that's kind of the consensus thought that there will be, you know, so maybe a barb or two thrown, a backhanded comment, but it will probably be from one of the veterans. It probably won't be, most likely. But most of these guys, they believe, are going to be on their best behavior for the Champions Center coming up tonight. So, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love Masters Week. I love it. Uh, and Masters, the Masters again falls on Easter Sunday. The final round of the Masters falls on Easter Sunday. Because I, I was, it was interesting because I, uh, when I was a kid, I can remember having Easter dinner at my na- my nephew's house or my cousin's house. Uh, with her and her husband and our, all of our families and everything, and watching the Masters. I remember sitting at a at a card table eating a piece of ham, watching the Masters. And people kept saying, "No, the Masters doesn't fall on on, on Easter Sunday." But Easter Sunday bounces around, bounces around. And I said, "Yes, it does." So this year, uh, it's kind of like a, a memory vindication for me, saying, "Yes, it does. It does fall on the the Easter Sunday because Easter Easter Sunday's bumped up this year." So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the weekend, the uh, the family stuff, and then obviously the uh, the culmination of the Masters. Hopefully it's a good Masters. Hopefully it's a really good finish, something that's really, really compelling. But uh, the Masters gets underway in a couple of days, as a matter of fact. Now, um, is today the par 3, Ben? Tomorrow. Tomorrow is par. Okay, that's right. Par 3 is after the Champions Dinner on, on Wednesday. You are correct. Um, so, yeah. And that's when they bring the kids with them and all that kind of stuff. Remember when Tony Finau hit the hit the hole in one, jumped into the air and dislocated his ankle, and then popped it back into place and kept playing. Yeah, and I believe it's, I think he made the cut that year. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep, I think you're right. But I just he had his kids with him, and he said he didn't want to have his kids freak out because he would be taken off the golf course um so he popped his own ankle back into place and kept playing and then soaked his ankle all like for hours that night in ice had it fully wrapped had like this uh uh this this infrared therapy on the ankle overnight and woke up and played the next day i oh and if you saw the injury it was like oh it was gross then again, I've been sitting there when Anthony Munoz has popped his finger out of place because he doesn't really have the tendons to hold it there anymore, and it doesn't hurt him. So maybe it was kind of the same thing for Tony Finau. It just popped out and popped back. But, yeah, oof, it was gross. 877 <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. Brewers coming up tonight, too. Uh, what is it? Is, is that a 7 o'clock or 6.30 game tonight? Do you know, Ben? 6.40. Because six forty six, yep. okay, in between, kicking me off the air. It, no, uh, no, Kenny and Heilprint tonight. It'll be a podcast. That's what we do. When okay, the Brewers take over. Speaking of the Brewers, now we have not gotten deep into this, 
and we will coming up in the next hour. But the Brewer pay, Brewer's payroll, there was an article that was done about it, um, that uh, the Brewer's payroll has been 20th in Major League Baseball since 2019. That's notably lower than it was a decade ago. From 2008 to 2014, they were 15th in the league. And Kurt Hogg, who wrote this, said, I asked Mark Atanasio why that was. And he gave a lengthy response. And I don't know if you watched it yesterday, but Mark Atanasio, um, and I, I really, I, now let me preface it. I like Mark. I'm not, I'm not here to beat up on Mark. But Mark was asked about payroll, and this might be the answer, but Mark was asked about payroll and about the team and the viability of being a small market. He stumbled all over himself. Well, no, you know, we got, you know, well, we got, no, it, it, it was, it was, I, I've owned it 19 years and I, I you know, in the, my opening day and you're like, what? And he finally gave you a little bit of an answer, but when he started to get pressed on things, he stumbled all over himself yesterday, all over himself. Now he doesn't talk publicly all the time. I mean, he did a nice interview with the television guys um, yesterday sitting uh, in his seats right there, first row near home plate. But, uh, but yeah, he stumbled all over himself. So we'll, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit as well. 877-867-1670. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, they have got, uh, they got some trivia. They got some raffles coming up. If you're looking for a charity event, you want to do a meat raffle or something like that to raise some funds there, they, uh, they will be happy to help you out. Giving away some Bucks tickets, Bucks playoff tickets, Brewers tickets, Admirals tickets. Got a lot of things going on at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. Stop in and tell Ryan and the gang, howdy. They're a really fun place, really good place to go. That's Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to the sky there's some wicked weather that's supposed to roll through at least the uh the the mid portion to southern portion of the state of wisconsin i think is supposed to to get some stuff i could be wrong maybe you just keep checking your local weather but i know that there's some some stuff that's supposed to roll through so keep uh keep an eye to the sky uh 877-867-1670 jesse says you're absolutely right i remember as a kid watching uh the masters with my dad on easter sunday we would go out and collect the eggs and then run back in so we could check out golf been a golf fan all my life jesse appreciate the email yeah i thought so i, th- I thought uh easter sunday coincided sometimes with the uh, the, the final round of the masters I'll, I'll i'll be uh i'll be glued to the tv this weekend nothing on the docket this weekend i've got a lot coming up uh gonna have a little time off coming up and uh, a lot of running around uh gonna be doing some traveling so this is one of those weekends where there's not i think we're doing some uh dinner with a friend at a friend's house on sunday but um, but beyond that, I don't think we have anything specific going on. Nothing booked up. You got anything going on this weekend, Ben, other than being glued to the Masters? I don't think so. Hard to say. I'll probably yeah. play golf. 
That's the problem. Are you going to play? I mean, once I start watching it, then the only logical thing left to do is also go play. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, hey, if you get out and do it, I, I I know the weekend is supposed to be a little breezy, but it's supposed to be in the 60s, right? Yeah, I think so. I also have I have a little nugget. Do you know what each of the last two Easter Sundays have in common? Um, the last two Easter Sundays have in common. You mean this year and last year? Last year and the year before. Okay, no, I don't. Jordan Spieth has won a golf tournament. Really? Just worth noting. Two years ago, I was it thinking was the, it was the heritage. It was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say it had to be something golf related. I just couldn't think of what it would be. Yep, and and uh, no, two years ago was the Valero Texas Open. Last year was the Heritage, and then okay. this year it happens to be Master Sunday. So I would uh, then venture to say that we should be looking for Jordan Spieth to do something. I mean, he'll say? do something. He is guaranteed to do something. Do something of quality? It's a okay. question of whether that something is a uh, miraculous blow-up or right. some amazing golf. It'll okay. be entertaining. Uh, by the way, Tom says blizzard conditions in Minneapolis and Minnesota. Really? Oh, God, keep that crap there. I am so glad we're finally I, – I now the giant piles of snow aren't gone yet, but uh, – but I don't. I don't have anything left in my neighborhood, snow-wise. Everything's been rain the last uh, few 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 days to a week. So I'm I'm glad all the snow is gone. God, I can't imagine getting. Then again, um, he's north of Minneapolis. He says a couple of hours. So up in northern Minnesota, they're getting snow. God, I can't imagine that. Then again, and I've uh, we we talked about this that the, everybody knows. You know, Mother's Day. Oh, when it comes the first weekend in May, we've had, you know, several inches of snow as, as late as Mother's Day. So it'll happen. It can happen. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. And Junior says, uh, hey, guys, the fast start for the Milwaukee Brewers. What kind of optimism do you have now? Junior, I have exactly the same optimism I had at the beginning before they even played a game. I said 83 wins. It is, oh, this is where you can go. You know how uh, on the first Monday of the NFL season, it is called Overreaction Monday? This, the, until July, it's Overreaction Month. The only thing you can do in April is lose your division. You can get so far back that you just, you can't climb out of it. And it, it begins to, play mentally on teams but beyond that nah nah just enjoy it right now i mean again look at it this way last year brewers got off to the best start in team history right through june and then right after that haters traded everything went right down to crapper so baseball is a long season not a whole lot of told you so's in baseball Right? Not a whole lot of I told you so's in baseball until you get to the end of the season. Chad Reuter from the NFL, uh, NFL.com, going to be joining us next. We're going to talk some NFL drafts. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this.